You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello and welcome again to a Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and boy, we're going to talk about revival and how there's no shortcuts to getting the presence and power of God, but we can do it. But we kind of live in a shortcut, you know, society, don't we? There's no shortcuts like we like fast food religion, don't we? We want a microwave, we want a microwave revival. Like how, how fast can we get it? Can we just warm this church up a little bit and get going and not have it, you know, just... What's the quickest way to get there? And so I remember over the last years, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever, 15 years, everybody came up with shortcuts, how to get church better. You know, they just get, they get tired of church, 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 just church all the time. So, okay, so people go like, well, we need to find a better, if we could find a better way to get church, then maybe we'd have signs and wonders and more people get saved and they, they, they see the end results and then they want a shortcut to get there. And so one of the things that can, comes along every once in a while, and probably, it's probably here right now, is, okay, so we want to have more fruit, we want to get more saved, we want to help more people, we want to have more signs and wonders. Well, here's here's the shortcut. We just need to get out of this building. We need to get out of this. It's the bill. It's the it's the it's the church building. It's too institutionalized. Get out of the institution to the building. So uh, I remember <clears throat> 10, 15, 10 years ago. Oh, there's a big movement. A big movement in our country to start meeting in homes. That's the answer. If we just start meeting in homes, and I met with some well-known, you know, uh, preachers and teachers, television people. And they were declaring, they said, this is it. I think I read it in a book. This is it. This is the answer to always. If we, once we start meeting in homes, God's going to move. And they had all, this is the answer. So isn't that simple? All we got to do is just get up and go to our living room. Yeah, and everybody come over to our house. And now we got it. And so they made a shortcut. Of course, nothing changed. And then there, there was a time when everybody was meeting in the park. And of course, if you live on the coast, they all meet you know, at the beach. And if you don't live there, then they go to the campground, go to the forest, and they're all just shortcut. Just do this, see? Just do this. And there are other people that say, well, you know the problem is the institutional church. They're sitting in the pews. What we need to do is get out there to the drug addicts. If we could just get to the drug addicts, if we'll just, we got to feed the poor. And so they start a whole ministry just to feed the poor because that's what it's at. That's where it's at. And if we do that. Then God's going to be pleased with us and God's going to move on us. We're going to solve the problem if we help the homeless, if we help the street people, we help the addicts. You see, and it's all shortcuts to if we just do this, then we'll just get that. And that's never been like that. So I was looking in um, back. Let's go back in time now to when it just started. Right. In the book of Acts chapter two and Peter's preaching. This is after the power of God fell and Peter's preaching. And get this. He says this to them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Hey, that's no easy thing. There's no shortcut to saving yourself from corruption. You can't just go, I'm going to save myself from corruption, so let's meet in homes. Well, you can go meet in a living room of somebody's house and be just as corrupt as you were sitting in the pew on the back row. 
right? Well, let's meet in the park and we'll get a guitar and we'll sing and get our hands up in the park. And well, you can be just as corrupt in the park and the beach. Nothing's changed. The location or something. And let's go help the poor. Well, that's good to help the poor, but you could still be just as corrupt and be a part of this corrupt generation, even though you're helping people. You see what I'm saying? So Paul said, you got to save yourself from this corrupt generation. You got to separate yourself from the corruption. You got to separate yourself from this corruption and you got to decide you're going to do it. So they did it. And a lot of them did it. And they had 3000 were added when they separated themselves from corruption. See, people don't want to do that today. They want to be a part of the world and just, just do this. Just go meet in a home. Just go feed the I'm good. I've been feeding the poor. I help the addicts. You know, just do a few little changes. And yet they are still got corruption in their hearts. You can't just go move locations. And when you realize that, it doesn't matter where you meet if you still got corruption. So anyway, they did that. They got rid of the corruption. He preached that. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. They did that. And then guess what they did after that? It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, and prayer. The three things they did. And, and, and it, it didn't matter where they did it, but they did it in the right spot, too. You, it, it, I mean, in other words, they didn't say, well, what we need to do is just get out in the park and now we'll be devo- we'll be the devoted people. No, they devoted themselves to teaching, fellowship and prayer. And they and, and, and that's what they did. And so and guess what? They did it every single day, every day, because they remember back then they had the morning sacrifices and prayer and they had the afternoon ones so they go to every day they'd go to them and uh, and so think about that so so here you know today we're trying to find shortcuts all the time and here they're doing it twice a day and get this now well they made a big mistake it says every day they went and met, met in the temple courts oh Boy, did they miss it. They went to the old-fashioned 2000, the idea of a temple. How old's that, you know? Oh, they missed it. They went to the temple. They forgot to go to the park. They forgot to go out here. And and, uh, people say, well, the first, uh, first Christians met in homes. No, they didn't. They met in the temple. And then as they, and when more persecution started, they went and met in homes just to save themselves. As soon as that, as soon as they could get a place, though, then they met in buildings. Yeah, because they, they outgrew the homes. They grew. So how could they keep meeting in homes? So, they, so the early church met in the temple courts, and they did it every single day. And then when they got done with that, then they, then they, went, to the, then they went home after they met in the temple. Well, that's what I do every week. I go to the temple or the church, and then I go home or I go to somebody's home. And we do that, and they broke bread, and they devoted themselves to teaching, fellowship, and prayer. Yeah, no shortcut, just what you do. And then, and then, isn't it amazing? Then they did that and they did it every day. And then people, they tried, you know, they want to tell us, well, you know, the church is all worn out and they didn't go to church. They didn't go to, you know, they, they, they just got this thing in their mind that all of a sudden they all got saved and they all went over here and did, you know, did the modern thing. They got away from all. No, no, no. These are Jewish people and they got born, they were born again. And they stayed within the framework of what they grew up in. But they were born again, and now they're filled with the Spirit. They're speaking in tongues. People are getting born again and saved. And now their signs, wonders, and miracles are going to begin to happen. And guess where they're going to happen? 
right where they grew up. They didn't say, we could have signed one of miracles if we could just go down to the park or meet in a home or get out of this church. We got to get out of this old-fashioned building. Oh, the institution is wrong. If we get out of the institutional church, we could really see God move. They didn't do that. No, no, sir, we get this. Okay, so Peter says, you got to save yourself from corruption. That was the trigger, see? Get out of the corrupt generation. Then they devoted themselves to teaching, fellowship, and prayer. And every day where they go, they went to the temple courts and they talked about Jesus and they talked and they prayed and they listened to the apostles. Where? In the temple courts. Okay. So now people say, well, we want it today. We want to see signs and wonders and miracles increase. Well, look, look, listen to this. One day, people just read their Bible. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple. Whoop. Oh, were they old fashioned. They should have been going where? Somewhere else. They should have been going down to the pub where some people, they meet in the pub now, you know. Or I, I know some churches, they meet sometimes once a month, and then they meet at the ballpark, and then they meet at the soccer field, and they just have, and, they, and they have, they're not having church. They're playing soccer, <laughs> and that's their church service. They're playing ball, and that's their church because they're having the fellowship. No, no, no. They, every day, they would meet, and they were going to the temple at the time of prayer. They were still going to church, so to speak. Yeah, they went to the time of prayer. They didn't call it old-fashioned, outdated. Jesus wouldn't want us to go. So one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple. Well, well, well. At the time of prayer. You know it. And guess what? On the way to the time of prayer where? In the temple. Yep. They met a man who was lame. And that's where you get the story where then he gets healed. And it's very significant that he gets healed, right? But guess what? See, what we miss is when that beggar got healed, the lame man got healed, we don't understand what it means. What'd he do? Oh, he went walking and leaping and praising God and then said, let's go, let's go out here to the beach and have church because that's what God wants. No, you see, when he got healed, he got to go back into the temple. Because he was lame, so you see, certain people when they were lame or crippled or diseased, especially in the main temple, they didn't let them go in. You couldn't go in. And so if you got healed, well, if you got healed of leprosy or you got healed of being lame, woohoo! you get to go into the temple now. So this was not just he got healed and now he can go enjoy life. You know, this is more than just... People going down to the Walmarts, as they say, and somebody's got their arm in a sling, and you pray for them, and they, oh, my arm's so much better, and then we never see them again. That didn't happen here. No, this guy, he would go now. Now he gets to go to the temple, and we should be able, my arm's healed. Okay, come join the family now. Come to the temple. Come to church. Get in with the family. That's why you get healed to demonstrate, hey, the kingdom is going. And so just to wander off and now your arm's healed, so now you can eat popcorn with both hands? Oh, that's great. No, they're healed. Get in. This guy went into the temple. He's accepted now into the temple. And that's why so many people wanted to get healed. They wanted to go to church or they wanted to go to the temple. And if you couldn't go to the temple, you couldn't get your sins forgiven because that's where they did the sacrifices. You get sacrifices, get your sins forgiven. So here, this poor guy, he doesn't get to participate at all. Couldn't get his sins forgiven. But now that he's healed, whoa, he gets to go to the temple with the rest of them and pray. 
You see what I'm saying? So we don't want to take a shortcut and say, well, if we could just get out of church, just get down and play the guitar on the beach, that's what's going to do it. No, it's bigger than that. He said, you got to save yourself. you got to get rid of the corruption in this, that's around us all around, and do that and devote yourself to teaching. Let's fellowship and let's pray. And that is what the early church did that brought revival. Till next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival. Revival.